Uh, there's no okay. music, but that's totally fine. Uh, you we ready? are live from Mandalay Bay. Bad MGM tonight is in Vegas. That's the NBA. Ryan found his credit card, then he went to Omnia till 6:30 a.m. You were not out till 6:30. No, he was. Life is not really thrilled, but you'll get over it after a week or two on the couch. Yeah, you you spend a lot of time sleeping on the couch. It tends to happen quite a bit. Ryan needs a new couch. He sleeps on it so much. Exactly. Might be sleeping in the garage after this week, no baby. Well, the best part was that I ordered a pizza last night to the room. I saw him. And Ryan walked by right when the pizza was at being delivered. At what time? At 3.30? Yeah, yeah like 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Get yeah. in my belly. Oh, yeah, that was, was an early night for me. 3.30 is early. Yeah. I, I'm not usually a late night pizza guy anymore because, well, I'm not 23 and I, I just can't do that. Uh, but it was calling to me. And by the way, uh, Arya has great pizza. I just want to point that out. They, they do a great job and it was it was fantastic. But it is it is Vegas and nothing uh, nothing matters here. There are no rules and time is not really a thing. 57-41, Auburn over Alabama right now. How about now. that over, there Peach? There you go, Peach. Andrew, did you yep. grab it? I want to know. Did yes. you get in? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's what we want to see. We it was a little see. sus. It had gone from 164 and a half all the way down to 161 and a half, and it was actually juiced to the under, and you never know what's going to happen when you decide to smite the odds. All right, we bring on our buddy Jeff Feinberg, Mayo Media, of course, a longtime Chargers fan. Happy, excited, has Jim Harbaugh there as a head coach. Uh, I'm sure you're still riding the wave of the excitement of that. But leading up to this game, this Super Bowl, I, I know we don't have the Chargers here this year, but maybe next year for you, maybe next year when you've got Harbaugh. Most people seem to be struggling finding a side in this game. Do you have a side that you like between Chiefs and 49ers? Well, I have a side that I like because I did – bet a few 49er futures along the way so as a bit of a degenerate gambler it feels like a win just getting to the big game and not having to go out of pocket because a lot of you know people you hear on the shows like oh my model the side it's so perfectly matched it's a super bowl like your ego just you pick a side you watch the game with your buddies you're picking a side so i don't like everyone like copping out on it I do lean the 49ers, and yeah, I'm a Chargers fan, so I'm not rooting for – like, I just want to delay the triplets for, for Mahomes and the Chiefs fans because when they had the first one, I was happy for Chiefs Kingdom. It's such a great fan base. And then they got so cocky so quickly. I'm like, settle down. The doctor didn't deliver triplets. Well, hasn't been many years. Here we are. They're about to get them. If they don't get them this year, they'll get them another year. Whatever. When did the Chiefs for you, Jeff, and Mahomes particularly, and I don't actually know if he is to you, but I, I'm assuming he is, when did they become unduly unlikable and, like, not just unlikable but can't standable? I'm not really sure because I'm not – like, I got friends who are Bills fans, Dolphins fans, Jets fans, and the way they talk about Brady, like, I'm never going to be that guy. Like, I, yeah. I watch Mahomes. He's the greatest. Uh, like, he does things. I, I don't know. For me, it's more so like the off the field. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I overreact yeah. to things. But it's some of, you know, the hangers on or in his circle. As long as they're around, like, I can find yeah. them hateable. Yeah, his brother absolutely sucks. But he's he made a great move, like just getting rid of him. Like you don't see what's his name, Jackson. Jackson. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you like never see him Jackson. anymore. They're hiding him. Uh, any player props that you like, Jeff? Uh, yeah, George Kittle over forty-seven. Now it's up to forty-eight. I, I feel like Spag's gonna bring the blitz. 
They like to run those two tight end sets. I don't trust the Chiefs linebackers in coverage. Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, ex-charger Drew Tranquil. I'm telling you, there'll be a play where he's in a circle trying to keep up with George Kittle. Easy completions. That's one I do like. Uh, like a lot of people early in the week, I might have a, done a bit of a Debo overload. But the fact that some of those numbers keep rising, maybe I can come back in on the other side. So, uh, yeah, Debo... Kittle and I think McCaffrey's probably going to win MVP, assuming San Francisco wow. wins. I I bet McCaffrey MVP too. I'm worried about that Chiefs pass rush getting after Brock Purdy and making his life really really difficult. Where are you on Brock Purdy in this game, but also just overall as a quarterback? He's been such a a polarizing topic, and I feel like everybody's still kind of there's a lot of either hey this guy is a franchise quarterback or there's I don't know I still want to see a little more from him. He, he hasn't a bit like, despite the gay manager label, like you've watched enough, he's made big plays in big moments. So, you know, gay managers still need to be elite in moments to get to that next level. But how do I feel like I'm really scared? I'm scared compared to the quarterback on the other side. He's probably going to be a lot more nervous. The other games haven't started that great. Spags is going to do a lot of disguising. He's going to bring the pressure. He's going to make him feel it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really nervous. If I like the Chiefs, I'd be parlaying the Chiefs with like like a Purdy interception ladder. I mean yeah. that because if it gets out of hand and he's got to throw, I'd be really scared. Like it's got to start. Obviously, it's up football 101. But if it's not there with McCaffrey, that's where Chicago's going to start early. That zone run. And you try that, you try that, you try that, unless that really doesn't work. And then you say, Brock, you got to win us this football game. Two games in a row now, Jeff. It looks like the Niners are on the ropes. And due to mental mistakes, really, some bad game management by the Packers and then by the Lions as well, you know, the, the Niners find a way to get back into the game. But the Chiefs, to me, feel kind of like a boa constrictor, where if they get up early – and like you said, Brock Purdy has to get outside of himself and not be a game manager. Do you and but other people who like the Niners think that that's what Brock Purdy's built to do. Which category do you fall into? The you know the first one or the second? I guess probably the second. But I'm such a sucker for like draft position. Like it took me a while, even on Brady guys. Like like you know Trista, it took me a while to really overcome where you're drafted and really how good you are relative to your teammates, but there's superstars everywhere. Kyle's proven that you can do it. And a lot of teams, it's this new model. Yes, it's winning on the rookie contract, but you build the team and then you get the quarterback. Seems to certainly be working in San Francisco and some other places are trying to copycat that. Yeah. Let's talk a little Phoenix Open, one of the better tournaments, I think, of the year. Hopefully, we could uh, make it out there. What do you think <laughs> about – I know everybody likes Justin Thomas, but I'm looking at the number right now. 10-1 uh, to 1 over at BetMGM. Scotty Scheffler is the favorite. What do you like this week, Jeff? Yeah, so I feel like I'm, like, one of the only people who didn't bet Justin Thomas to win this week. Yeah. I could see why everyone does like him. From the high-end players, it's Sam Burns who has my attention. Uh, sixth at the Amex. We know he was tied going into that uh, the second-last hole there. 10th at Pebble Beach last week. He, he to me, is just as, just as capable of winning as Justin Thomas. I trust him just as much as Justin Thomas. Sixth last year here in Phoenix. 
I think these, you know, carpet-like greens will suit him well. I should note the rain is in here again. The rain that was coming through California last week is hitting Pebble. And I guess you guys have had some of it in Vegas. And they're already talking about lift clean in place for tomorrow, which is really annoying because you know some guys are just going to shoot some absolutely banana low scores, I feel. Is there anybody you want to fade in this that you just, this either the course, the situation, you just want to stay away from? Uh, in terms of fading, I, I, I'm, I don't know that I'm fading, but I am willing to pick on Max Homa this week. I have played oh. Sam Burns in some head-to-heads with him. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like Byung Hung An, I'd love to maybe have bet him, but the sports books have clearly decided that they don't want us to bet him, so I don't want to fade him. But there are some attractive matchups if you do want to pick on a guy like Ann this week. But, yeah, I think it's Max Homa who I am, uh, strangely enough, deciding to pick on. What about this Genesis Open? I'm pretty excited because Tiger Woods is playing in it. He's never really played Riviera very well. I I haven't seen the numbers yet, but what do you think about him returning there? But also, like, is him to miss the cut, like, worth a bet? I don't really thought about that. There's going to be a lot of hoopla. He's sure going to do a lot of media. You read some of the stories. It seems like he is the reason that the PGA went to find this private equity money instead of merging with Liv, where I think a lot of golf fans would probably just prefer they merged with Liv and they can get their players back. He's unveiling a new brand uh, next week. So there's a lot on the the table for Tiger, including being host. But missing the cut. I don't want to cheer against it, but it could set up for something like good if you to get back on at the Masters, maybe. Uh, I, I'm, I'm certainly not looking to bet on Tiger, but I'm not here where I want to pick on him. But I could see where you're thinking if you get an inflated miss the cut number. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. Did you play anything in live this weekend? Okay, so I did play a couple bets in live. I kind of joked that I want to stay away from the guys who love a good party being in Vegas, Dustin Johnson, you know, yes. Pauline ain't missing a party. You know, Jenna and Brooks are going to be at the good parties this week. You know, it's those loners, maybe like a, a Bryson DeChambeau I've backed. Patrick Reed is a guy that I've backed this week. I can't, I, I, I'm warming up to live, but the hubris they show by playing this week in Las Vegas uh, against a PGA tournament that is very popular, the Super Bowl, how much oxygen does the sports landscape have for them? I thought it was such an epic fail because I know they're starting a day early. They're off tomorrow. I thought for sure they would have sent some of their top guys through Radio Row just to do the car wash. People would have been fawning over like a Cam Smith, a Phil, a Rom. Like what an epic fail, Miss. I don't know what they're doing in Vegas this week. What do you just think of the future of golf as a whole with this merger and live and everything that's gone on with it? I'm quite pessimistic. I'm I'm very pessimistic. Uh, people seem to think maybe there'll be some short-term pain for long-term gain. I do not see it. This private equity money just seems like guys like Patrick Patrick Cantley, you know, secured you know more more security. You look at who's behind it. John Henry from the Red Sox. Go ask a Red Sox fan how he's taking care of fans. Like I don't. I don't see any benefit for fans. I just see a fractured sport. And I've said many times there are like geopolitical issues at hand here. 
but at its core, I'm just a spoiled North American sports fan. Like, I'm not really into auto racing. I'm not really into soccer. I don't like, like, a Messi Ronaldo not being under the same tour or league. Like, they are supposed to play each other, not by happenstance in big events, but just in the calendar year. So I hate everything that's happened. I hate it, and I'm expecting Liv to not only with John Rum, I'm expecting them to triple down. I'm ex- If the PGA doesn't come to them, they're going to triple down. And they're going to take more players. God forbid a Hovland or something. Hide your kids. Hide your wives. <laughs> they signing everybody up in here. That's what they're doing. Uh, you were the first person, Jeff, that I thought of when the Chargers got Harbaugh. And now, like, what's the excitement for you as a fan? And what do you think is next? Lots of rumors about this team moving on from Keenan Allen just based on the amount that it's going to cost to keep them. Just like overall big picture for you overall big picture i'm really excited uh how can i not be there's a level of like credibility maybe like just the charger jokes can end when people want to bet the chargers you don't have to have like a three-minute discussion of how they'll lose on the margins and you have to prepare yourself for it uh you know just a jim harbaugh led football team jim harbaugh led culture I'm used to faith family football as, you know, being a Philip Rivers guy. <laughs> so I'm happy yeah. for that to sort of be back into the Charger element. Um, I'm nervous that Jim's going to want to win right right away. I think that, like, people talk about the Charger cap trouble. It will only be a problem if they want to kick this thing down the road. They can peel this with, with one Band-Aid. This thing could be done. I don't mind if Keenan wants to be a charger for life and they find a way to accommodate that. Uh, But there's just no way that they're going to be able to keep Bosa, Mike Williams, even Khalil Mack. If someone will give you like a third or a fifth for, for one of those edge rushers on draft day, the chargers got to take it. In my opinion, Uh, they could set themselves up really well. They, they can get themselves into that, like, Really dangerous Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints, like long-term cap trouble if they try to kick this thing down the road. So I really do think the best interest would be for the one-time Band-Aid, like just rip it off. It's it's amazing, though, how in the NFL you can turn a team around in a year or two. We saw it from the Texans. When you get credibility as a head coach, I mean, who knows what the Chargers could do in one year. Jeff Feinberg, always good to talk to you, man. Thanks, Thanks for coming man. on. Anytime. I am envious, guys. More 3 a.m. pizza in Vegas. Like, love oh, it. I wish you were here, Jeff. Uh, yeah, yeah honestly, we would love that. It, we could have you on set, and we could go. Yeah, we go go to the club with uh, yeah. go to Omnia, and yeah, we'd be doing. And the relief of like finding your credit card—that's like winning a party. <laughs> so Dude, Ryan's like playing with house money for at least like 500 in bets now. Yeah, My wife was going to kill me, Jeff, and yeah. you know uh, I don't—I don't even know how I was going to get home without a credit card. So Ryan that was had huge. to get Nick to go to the ATM and sell him money for cash. <laughs> I couldn't even play blackjack <laughs> on Monday night. It's Vegas, man. You know how it is. It all changes everything. See you, buddy. Thanks, Jeff. All the best. Uh, Jeff's the best. Yeah. 63 or 66 now, 48, by the Let's way. Let's go, Pete. Auburn over Never Alabama. PJ faded Alabama. He was that confident. I'm so proud of him. Good job, Peach. I'm the class man. Yeah, he is the glass man, damn it. Yeah. Ben FGM tonight. <laughs>